Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined as always by my co-host and friend, Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. Uh, hanging in there. Looking forward to a uh, pretty good episode tonight. And then uh, we're going to throw out a bonus one tomorrow, I believe, to go with the mailbag, right? Or tonight. What are we doing? What's, what's the plan? I think we're going to throw out two tonight. Just because okay. uh, so much, so much is going on, honestly. We and the, the we're at that time of year now where we're moving into football season, but you got that really big recruiting stretch too with basketball, and with everybody getting back to live events. We're going to touch on some things with that, but this episode is going to be all football, Derek, because Kentucky football got better today. Offensive line got stronger today. Dare Rosenthal transfer from LSU is transferring to Kentucky and. Derek, the thing that stands out to me is Mark Stoops really turned this program around when he decided that you get better in the trenches. That's how you win in the SEC. And it's a position that has been really good for for a while now at Kentucky, and it just got stronger for the season. You start to feel confident about a lot of guys that they have on that offensive line now. Yeah, he's someone that uh, I think was very – it was a little bit odd, uh, not odd, it's not the right word. You don't really see the kind of comments that you, when guys leave, that you kind of saw from Ed Orgeron. And this is a kid that they really wanted to work out at LSU and uh, off the field trouble, I guess, kept that from being the case. I mean, he was suspended indefinitely during last season. Uh, I think he only ended up playing three games. Maybe he was, it was, he was either suspended three games or he only played in three games, one of the two. But he was a starting left tackle. He played. This is a guy who played. He didn't start, but this is a guy who was in the rotation on the offensive line on LSU's national championship team. One of, in my opinion, just from watching college football, I think that was one of the best college football teams uh, ever, honestly. Yeah. A great college football team. And this is a guy who played. So, talent-wise, there's no question that, you know, used to, Sean, when I would talk about Kentucky football, I would – and they're even more talented now than they have been typically. I used to be careful. Some of the things I would say, like this guy is coming here to start. Like he's not coming here. Like you can say, and the coaches will, they'll say, Oh, you know, he's got to come in. He's got to earn it. Dude who was starting left tackle at LSU is coming to UK to start, <laughs> you know, and it might not be at left tackle. Cause I think they maybe have, you know, I think a big thing that they sold Darian Kennard on coming back was um, to play left tackle, to try to improve his draft stock that way. And uh, so Rosenthal, I'm sure, is on board with playing right tackle. But this, if he if he works out, if he lives up to his potential, they could seriously have two of the best tackle prospects in the country on the same offensive line. Yeah. And I know Landon Young, you know, I mean, I know he was a draft pick, but like the – I read an athletic story today about Brody Miller, who's a beat writer at LSU, and he said in the story that there was an aura around uh, Dare Rosenthal at LSU that he could be – a top NFL pick yeah. and just put it all together. So that's going to be the challenge that UK has to, you got to keep them on the field and you got to develop them. Yeah. But this is a raw talent. I wouldn't even say a raw talent because he's played. Like this is a good talent. This is, this is an upgrade. I mean, you lose Landon Young to the NFL and you're able to slide Darren Kennard over and then bring this guy in. I, that's a big deal this late in the game. For and that's what I was actually going to ask you next is, you know, what side does, what side of the line does Kennard play on? this year you know yeah. what does Kentucky what are their options at center I mean you they have guys Derek and that that's the good news you're you're talking eight ten guys now if they can develop some of the younger ones but now it just becomes about piecing them where they're best and where they best fit with this group of guys 
but they have versatility and they have they have versatile pieces that they can slide and move around. And that's the big news, right? You get a normal summer, you get a normal fall camp, you can do those things and go into this season. Uh, but you really start to like what that group has on the offensive side of the ball. And you fully expect them to steal ground and pound and run the football and assert themselves in that aspect of the game. But you're also talking about an offensive line that's going to be able to protect whatever quarterback stands back there too. Yeah, no question. Um, I was thinking about how the offensive line might shake out. And I'm, I want to be really careful because uh, I won't name. So I interviewed Eric Wolford, the offensive line coach, over the summer for the Cats Balls yearbook, uh, like I get to do every year. And without getting into the weeds too much, like that room was crushed by COVID this spring prior to and during spring practice. So I don't know how much I – mean, I think this is a really important fall, basically, to kind of shuffle out – Who's going to play where? I mean, I think you can pretty much lock in Rosenthal and Kennard as the tackles. As of now, before any fall practice starts, I'll lean towards thinking that Luke Fortner will probably be the center to start the year. And then, um, you know, Kenneth Horsey started last year at left guard. Uh, I would say he'll probably be that guy this year. So you ask yourself, Jeremy Flax made a lot of improvement. It seemed like UK staff was pretty comfortable. Like, I don't think this isn't like, this is just the kind of kid that if he wants to come here, you can't turn him down. I mean, this kind of potential. So I get it. But I do think that the coaches were pretty pleased with Jeremy Flax. So I think the question now is, can he move inside and play right guard? And if he can, you're going to have a strong, powerful offensive line. But uh, Austin Dotson's still there. I heard really good things about Eli Cox uh, at right guard this spring or yeah, during the spring. So they got a lot of options of figuring out that center spot's going to be big. But um, it will be interesting to see if they choose to use Flax inside, if he's able to do that or you know, generally you're going to want Kennard and Rosenthal out there every single snap, but potential for depth to be able to have Flax out there, that'll be a good piece as well. Yeah, and Derek, one of the one of the best minds on the UK football beat when it comes to football is Adam Luckett from KSR. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy following Adam on Twitter. And he, he put out some tweets earlier, and he was talking about how old this offensive line is. When you look across the board with the with the the classes, I mean, Austin Dotson, a redshirt senior, Quentin Wilson, redshirt junior, Nasir Watkins, a redshirt senior. There are a lot of intriguing pieces on this offensive line that have been around for a long time. Uh, Watkins is a guy that just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, are there a couple of guys that maybe right now in July, obviously, we're, it's going to be a while before we really know but are there a couple of guys that maybe you have your eye on that if they could stay healthy or maybe take a turn here that could really help Kentucky on the offensive line that you're watching this year outside of the Canards and the Fortners and the guys that we do know about? Um, no, I, I think I got to watch and it'll be more so during, you know, games at UK is either up big or, you know, potentially, I mean, hell, who knows, uh, losing big. I think DeAndre Buford is someone at tackle that they're still really excited about. Um, he was a Steve Klingscale recruit who is, is – he's interesting to me because I think he probably fits the mold for what they want to do in the future a little bit better, even though he was recruited, you know, whenever UK was still really targeting very big offensive linemen. I think he's only listed at like 6'3", and he may be only weighed around 280 when he got to UK. So you think about the offensive lineman in Kentucky has been running out there. I mean, a lot of guys, six, six, five, six, six, 300 pounds. So he wasn't really quite that mold, but I think he's going to be really, when you talk about these young guys who are going to get on there get on the field, I think he's someone that I could see starting after this season, uh, just because, you know, Kennard's going to be gone. 
if Rosenthal lives up to that potential, he probably won't be here either. So you're still going to need some guys, and I think he's someone. I don't think they will need – unless Jagger Burton is just so good they can't keep him off the field. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, but he could be a guy that you see. You know, they got the four – they got those four games to work with for the red shirt. So I think there's no reason not to play some of those guys at least a little bit, see what you got. But in terms of making a decision, like I think they're going to be deep enough that you're not going to have to count on guys unless they're just super talented and forced their way onto the field. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, and it's definitely uh, with, with Rosenthal joining the UK roster, it makes that game against LSU even more intriguing there in the middle of the year you know that's one he's probably circled with uh with them coming to lexington makes that just adds another storyline to it yeah yeah it does i mean first meeting since 2007 right that else he's been here yeah so uh another thing too is uh, if you i'm not gonna read this whole message because it's very long uh but Darren rosenthal on twitter he didn't specifically name kelvin joseph but he talked about his former teammate going going to Kentucky and like it benefiting him so he wants to follow that same thing and how about this Sean UK you guys talk about UK football branding they have become an offensive line school yeah. you have a kid from LSU talking about the big blue wall and that's why he wants to come here and be a part of it that, that's huge like they have <laughs> developed a brand that good offensive linemen play at Kentucky and for those of us who have followed Kentucky football for a long time if you told us that 10 years ago you'd probably never believe it and, and, and how big is that now that we're getting into the NIL where we talk yeah. about the quarterbacks and the best players, your running backs, your top wide receivers, those are the guys that are going to earn a lot of money, right, in this around college football. Well, as a group, you've branded the big blue wall as a thing. Is, is that where like a group, like a collective thing like that can maybe make some cash off NIL and some marketing opportunities as a unit? I would think there's somewhere out there in Lexington or around the state that would be willing to throw some money to those guys. I mean, yeah, I think there is. I mean, I don't know who it would be. Like, obviously, when you're talking about offensive line, you're talking about pancakes. Like, I don't know. If you're, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, though. I don't know if there's, like, a local, like, specific, you know, local restaurant that deals. Waffle uh, House going to do it? <laughs> well, I was thinking of the national brands like IHOP, but, like, I don't know if that's even on their radar. I was thinking Chris like, Watch sponsors UK games, right? <laughs> don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah. Games. I mean, you could see uh, – I mean, that's that's an area that they've done such a good job. Uh, and, of course, John Schlarman gets a ton mm-hmm. of credit for that and the players that they've had over the years. But um, that is something if, you know, if fans were concerned about, you know, how would things – go once coach Slarman passed and once Drake Jackson was gone, once Landon Young, you know, once those guys were gone, but 
uh, his legacy is living on through that room. And I think that as long as Mark Stoops is there, like that's going to be a position that, or a, a position group that um, I don't think you have to worry about that much. Honestly, I think they're going to continue to produce very good offensive lines. And now like you can look at this thing across the football side and just throwing in the basketball side, just for the fun of it, who has benefited more from the transfer portal? Has it been Mark Stoops? Has it been John Calipari? Obviously John Calipari's roster would, would look really thin if he didn't have transfer portal, but this is the seventh power five transfer of the off season for Mark Stoops. I mean, I think you can make an argument for either because they're going to be critical pieces to both of those programs that come from different programs this year. So I don't know that – I mean, it's the thing about Kentucky basketball, potentially your point guard. Me and you are in the same boat. We think Kellen Grady is going to play a ton of minutes. So that's an important piece. If they do get Kofi Coburn, an All-American, like that's – you know, that's huge and he's going to play a ton of minutes. But for football, you're talking about the quarterback, right tackle, probably without a doubt your best wide receiver is from the transfer portal. Um so, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made for both uh, at this point. Then but knock linebacker position, too. You know, you yeah, got... I forgot about Jones. Yeah, Jacquez Jones. So, like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about probably four starters right there that all came from a different school. And I know for Kentucky basketball, it's going to be similar. So, uh, I'm going to play it down the middle because I think there's true arguments to be made for either side. But what you can't really dispute is that for why Kentucky basketball lost, for why Kentucky football lost, they, they did a good job this first year in the poor. Like, I don't think anyone that either of those sports lost um, were just irreplaceable. And I think they really upgraded the talent. And uh, I, would, I would honestly say the same thing probably for Kentucky baseball too, uh, was something that I'm not going to yeah. get into that on this episode, but some of the talent they have coming in next year, I think, I think you're seeing them benefit from it as well. So I've not really seen a UK program to this point struggle uh, with the transfer portal. I think yeah. – they're finding needs and uh, kind of going all in on it. Yeah, and you're going to get to talk about that on the mailbag episode tomorrow, though, because we have a mailbag question about your thoughts on the uh, the additions of the baseball program. Oh, okay. So, so, we'll, so you can be thinking about that for tomorrow's <laughs> episode. But you're hey, right. Like, uh, uh, real quick, I, I wanted to mention the story I pulled up before. Uh, okay. So this is uh, you know, premium content. I don't want to totally rip off everything that they've done, but the, the Athletic has a top 50 transfer portal they ranked all the guys and Kentucky has I think I counted four guys who made this top 50 list so it's Wondell Robinson uh Dare Rosenthal uh Will Levis and I want to say Jacquez Jones is the other one so that that's getting it done you know those are the four guys we just talked about uh, I want to make sure I had that right yeah so Jones is 51st actually I said top 50 but he was 51st on this list so that's four <laughs> you know, impact guys that they've gotten. And I think Stoops really, I mean, you got to start saving scholarships every year to, to wait. And maybe not every year is going to be like this year where they're so, I mean, especially if Will Levis is going to be around a few years, like you probably wouldn't need to add another transfer quarterback next year, but, and there might not be a situation where a wide receiver as good as Wondell Robinson, who has the ties that he did to UK, you know, besides enter the portal, but there's going to be a spot where, you see guys who have proven themselves in college. They have bodies that are capable of playing in in the SEC. Like it's just there's le- there's less risk, I think, in going that route. And I think you're going to see a lot of schools uh, leave plenty of open scholarships for that kind of uh, for those kind of additions. And now we're getting into this part of the schedule here. You and I are both going to be at SEC Football Media Day here in about what a week or so. 
uh, if that, maybe about a week and a half. So going to have a lot of football content coming your way. But, Derek, we're moving into that part now where we probably need to start breaking down some of the opponents and maybe bringing some beat writers on from other schools, kind of preview some of the big games on Kentucky's schedule, maybe group them into some things and and do stuff like that. But I say we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of us launching Kentucky Daily, and I think the fitting thing Man. for us – that's crazy, right, to think that it's... we're we're here – you know what we should do on that day? We should break down the football schedule and give our predictions because that's what we did on our very first episode. I think that's what we should do for it. But yeah, it's going to feel a lot different because last year we kind of had like the string just barely dangling there on us. And we woke up the next morning and thought that we had started a daily podcast. And then the whole college football season just got axed the next morning. So going to be different circumstances this time around. Yeah, yeah I like that idea, Sean. And um, yeah, it's, it is talking season. Maybe it's already here, but when SEC Media Day rolls around, that's like the unofficial start to football season, and uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see some of those other beat riders. Uh, well, maybe it'll be a little different this year. It sounds like they're still going to be downsized a little bit, but uh, no, this is a good episode. It's a huge addition. It had been handed out, and then I want to give a lot of credit to Justin Rowland, that crew over at Cats Illustrated. Yeah. They were all over uh, this Darren Rosenthal transfer, so that came to fruition today. Um, but no, it's a every every guy that they've signed from the portal. I think you can look at some who might be more important this year than others, but I think every single guy that they've gotten has a purpose and and could contribute in some way this season. Yep, it's uh, certainly a lot of excitement and buzz around the UK football program. We're just uh, not very long, less than two months away until kickoff. I'm excited to get out there and ready to start covering this thing, especially when we have some in-person events here pretty soon, Derek. I know you're excited about that as well. I'm also excited about the Butcher's Pub and all those awesome deals that they have. Uh, you can get to all three locations, one in Palmville, one in Williamsburg, one in London. You can get out there for Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos. You can get out there for Wing Wednesday, all those delicious wing sauces, or you can try that delicious buffalo chicken sandwich that I'm always uh, previewing here on Kentucky Daily. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. Stick to your podcast feeds because it's Thursday night. You're going to get an additional bonus episode of Kentucky Daily. We're going to be talking to Reed Shepard and John Calipari and the UK coaching staff because they are actually watching him play tonight. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. Kentucky Daily.